Welcome back to the program. We're here weekdays from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time. And the repeat of the program, 10 p.m. Eastern. And if that's not good enough, first thing in the morning, you can start the day with us at 6 a.m. Eastern time, whichever way, whenever is best uh, for you to check out the program. Kelly McDonald here with Ramya Muthan. Our Monday show as we navigate through it, a lot of great things on the docket today to uh, get into in conversations. Let's uh, kick things from tech over to sports and welcome in host of the Neutral Zone and the producer on that program, Brock Richardson. As a former athlete, I eat, sleep, and breathe everything sports. I'm Brock Richardson. Join me every Monday for your weekly sports highlights and our take on the weekend action. A busy day for this man on the network as he's with us now and off to do the neutral zone. Uh, And you can uh, find that available via podcast as well as uh, on YouTube after they get the show together. So probably look for it tomorrow and catch it here on AMI-audio at 11 a.m. in the morning. Brock, welcome, and what is your leadoff? Before uh, I tell you about my leadoff item, I've got to give credit where credit is due because uh, last week, speaking of that podcast, we were able to get everything out at the same time as the broadcast, so look for that to continue at 11 a.m. It will be out all at the same time as Marco Follo, you know, worked his butt off to try to get everything uh, posted, but we've got some good feedback over the last few weeks so thanks everybody here and all around the network for tuning in as we appreciate it uh guys i wish that i could be bringing you a different leadoff item one that i try to be more positive and i try to come on here and kick things off in a good note but today unfortunately i cannot do that uh fans uh felt the sting of tear gas as police fired canteens into an indonesian football stadium let's take a listen to the clip Distraught family members are struggling to comprehend the sudden loss of loved ones at a soccer match in East Java's Malang City that was watched only by hometown Arema FC fans because the organiser had banned visiting Persebaya Surabaya's supporters due to Indonesia's history of violent soccer rivalries. Police say 18 officers responsible for the firing of tear gas as well as security managers are being investigated. The crush was among the world's deadliest disasters ever at a sporting event. I'm Charles Diladesma. This I can't comprehend i i you know as a person who goes to various sporting events and other other events too i can't imagine going to an event and you know losing your life and you know i think the investigation will learn more about this as time goes on but what a tragic day for those uh, 18 families and others who were just affected by the whole situation terrible terrible uh, visual scenes that I've seen over the weekend, just just an awful situation in a place where you would think, you know, I'm going to a safe place of a sporting event. And unfortunately, in this case, guys, it just wasn't the case. It's very upsetting to hear uh, not only that this was a tragedy, but one of the worst ones of sporting events in history. And the reason why is because my mind goes back to why people love sports and why we feel like we bond through sports and not only as you know communities of of specific kinds of sports but internationally right like we get in and the the friendly competition uh is where we hopefully draw the line but then there's 
the historical evidence of violence and um, riles and all of these different things and just it is heartbreaking and very disheartening. And unfortunately, we don't know what this kind of impact will have on sports in uh, that part of the world and also that kind of sport. Like you just, these things are really hard to come back from, Mm. I think. Yeah, it's, it's hard because FIFA has banned the use of tear gas at these events, these soccer games, when things like this happen. So it tells you that it's more common for the crowds to get out of hand. There were no visiting fans allowed at this game. So you say, well, what, what is the home team crowd doing? And then if the police officers were, no, the standard is don't, don't use tear gas. You'll, you'll create a panic. People hear the, the, the bangs. They think it's gunshots or something like that happening. They start running as, as people would. They're not used to tear gas. It's not every day someone comes in and, hey, how you doing? Um, and when you hear of over 120 plus people, like this, this is just horrible. And and I, I hate to tag, and I, I don't mean this the way it's going to come out. You know, you, you, I know that always was a concern for parents sending their teenage kids to concerts. Well, what if something happens and there's, because we've seen that reflected. I'm sure this is a concern in other parts of the world more than necessarily here. And I hesitate saying that because I know there's uh, sports in, in the United States uh, where there can be a lot of that kind of activity go on where there's fights in the stands and you look on YouTube, you can see a lot of that stuff at the regular NFL games. It's we're, we're but to this degree, to call, yeah, that's it's what it is. just heartbreaking. And family members who said, yes, yeah, yeah, boys, you can go. They, they, they've reflected how siblings and people being crushed. I don't know how you come back from this kind of thing. Um, or do we come back and move on and it just becomes... Well, no, I think you need to be more careful when you go to these things. It's one thing to watch for people following you, harassing you, arguments. Now what? you got to watch for a riot that might likely break out? Uh, yeah. I, it just set me to tears. It's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, because a situation like this happened, it's going to make people question whether or not to go to a sporting event, you yeah. know? and, and it, Well, you know, I think it does over there. I mean, yeah, the reflections sure. were that, hey, and with to say no visiting fans, obviously it's a regular item. And I don't understand yeah. that in sports. I don't want to understand that. It shouldn't no, be. I, and, and you know what? We're not, we're not supposed to comprehend this because it's, it's, it's not supposed to happen. And, and I don't mean to, you know, put this on soccer, but soccer does have a, uh, an, you know, a an history. Image. Let's an image, like a, like, yeah. like a rock concert would, and we know not every rock concert is this kind of thing happen. Yeah, and that, that's the word I was looking for, an image. And it's sad because not in this case, you know, you don't you don't see this, and you sh- you shouldn't see this. So very very sad stuff uh, coming out of Indonesia, and just unfortunate all around. I thought I would. Yeah. Uh, Lighten it up a little bit here. Kelly, I know you're a big uh, basketball guy. Um, when you think of any coach, what are some names that come to mind for you particularly? Mm. Um, NBA coaches, I would think um, Steve Nash because he's Canadian. That that comes out and he's had so much to deal with in Brooklyn. But for me, Brock, Steve Kerr is the one I always like to hear. Steve Kerr. Uh, who is the coach for the Golden State Warriors, doesn't uh, doesn't just talk basketball, doesn't just coach well uh, and have this great team. Whenever he addresses media, 
whenever he salutes another team, every all those are components of what he does. He is the consummate to me, former player, knowledgeable coach, basketball uh, gentleman. And that's yeah. what I like. It's interesting because the name that you brought up, Steve Kerr, is the one that I wanted to focus on. And, and his birthday was recently and ESPN uh, released a bunch of really cool stuff that uh, I want to run over with you. Um, first of all, he played with young Shaq. Then he uh, three-peated with um, Michael, Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson. He hit an NBA Finals winning shot, won the three-point contest, won two rings with Greg Popovich and Tim Duncan, finished with the top, uh, the top, sorry, let me try that again, finished career with the best three-point percentage, and then he had six NBA finals, four rings in eight years. That's just a small uh, yeah. snippet of what Steve Kerr does. And I, and I love the fact, Kelly, that you put out there, look, it's the human being. You know, he reminds me of the guy from uh, How I Met Your Mother, uh, the, the, one of the main characters there. And he just looks the same, but just his demeanor is such, uh, such calming. He's, he's that influence. Everyone looks to Steve Kerr and says, what's he going to say when this happens? What's yeah. he going to say when that well, happens? And that's and the it thing, goes- Brock. He'd have an opinion on, on anything outside of sports, and it would be an educated, informed response. Or he'd simply say, I don't know, guys. Yeah. You know, so it, it's it's very cool. So happy belated birthday to Steve Kerr. But I, I wanted to highlight some of his great stuff because he has done wonderful things. Awesome. Okay, well, we'll stick to basketball for a couple minutes. Raptors president Masai Ujiri uh, spoke to the media and had some interesting things to say. Speaking of a guy who uh, has a way of speaking to people and speaking to the media. Masai Ujiri is another one of these uh, individuals as president of the Toronto Raptors. And the thing that he said in media day prior to the preseason was that he preached patience. He preached winning culture. Uh, He wants his team to be competitive. He wants his team to um, understand uh, that there are no more distractions. And the interesting thing, guys, that I heard from him saying the no distractions was I heard part of it being the Kevin Durant distraction. You know, I think the the Raptors were heavily linked, whether you want to believe it or not, they were heavily linked in the Kevin Durant sweepstakes. And I think that now that this is gone, we can focus on a good team. We've still got uh, Pascal Siakam, uh, Scotty Barnes, Freddie Van Vliet, Otto Porter Jr., uh, Chris Boucher, uh, and then Gary Trent Jr. So just a wonderful team. Do I think that they're going to be the top of the East? No, I don't. But they're going to be one of those teams that people just don't want to play because they're a competitive team and they want to win. And and a lot of it has to do with camaraderie. This team is together and they want to be together and they want to compete together, which I think above all is what you want and what you need beyond just that that you know marquee star that everyone thinks oh if we added a Kevin Durant this would be all good well no i don't think that's exactly true in this situation yeah and and quite costly brock really when you look at it sir i want to leave you some time here awesome words there and uh, from from Nisai and yourself with that let's talk a little baseball what do you have for us 
Well, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays uh, did exactly what you asked them to do, Kelly, this weekend. You wanted a three-game sweep. Uh, wonderful, wonderful series uh, from the Toronto Blue Jays. They put themselves in great position to uh, host the uh, wildcard uh, series. And it's not going to be against Tampa in the trop. If we do play Tampa, it will be at home just based on how things have set up. Um, the pitching has been well. The hitting's been well. Like, we are clicking on all cylinders. And we've spent time here talking about the ups and downs of the team. If, if any point that you want to see a team succeed, it's now. And it's right now into the playoffs. And I think you're seeing that from uh, the team as well. Uh, Gosman had his little finger issue uh, yesterday. That doesn't seem to be a problem with uh, the Toronto Blue Jays. It seems like that's going to be uh, sorted out. I think they took him out of an abundance of caution not to make it worse. And I think all will be well in Blue Jays land. Awesome. Really, really quickly. Rapid fire. If you uh, were manager, who would you make your starting pitcher as we approach playoffs? Without a doubt, that's Alec Manoa. I've heard a lot of rumors saying, well, maybe he'll start the last game against Baltimore. Hopefully, it's not going to be needed. Hopefully, by that last game, we don't need a starter like him. Alec Manoa is the guy I give the ball every single day of the week in game one in such a crucial, crucial position. You're here. Uh, Sir, what's coming up on the neutral zone? Uh, We're going to be having um, the uh, blind hockey join us as well. Luca DeMontis is going to come on and tell us uh, what's coming up for them this year. Plus, we're going to have baseball discussion and NFL, as we often do. Awesome, sir. Thank you very much. Enjoy all the sports. Uh, It is October. It is that time. Settle back for a couple of days and get ready for this uh, wildcard action on the weekend. Uh, Lots of games ahead for you. Yes, looking forward to it for sure. Brock Richardson, of course, the uh, host of the Neutral Zone and producer over there. He hits us with the latest sports updates on Mondays on our program. Plus, check him and the gang out on the Neutral Zone. Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern here on AMI-audio, also available as a video podcast and straight-up podcast. So subscribe, folks. Up next, Ardra Shepard brings her blog Tripping on Air to the podcast Airways, where she spills the tea on what it's like to live with MS. We speak to her in a moment.